People are my passion, and this podcast is about just that. Life, love, careers, relationships, the ups, the downs, the funny, and sometimes not so funny things that happen along the way. I think that everyone has a story to tell, and I want to hear it. So join me weekly as I sit down with everyday people from all walks of life to find out what makes them tick. You are listening to Bright Minds with Ashmon. I keep wondering if I'm going to get tired of that intro song, but right now I'm still digging it and I always find myself bobbing my head along, waiting for it to end and start recording. But oh my goodness, I am doing episode number five today. Um, I don't know, but somehow that number, it sounds significant to me. You know, it's no longer just something I did once and put the mic away and never did it again. It's, it's now a thing. I have a podcast. I have a podcast that is on Spotify. I mean, that just sounds crazy to me, but it also makes me so excited if you can't tell. Um, I have no clue where I'm headed on this journey, but, um, you know, I'm just going to roll with it for now. And number five, like I said, it just sounds memorable. Okay, so in honor of being memorable, my guest today is just that. Uh, he is the kind of guy who leaves a lasting impression on you. I'm not sure he gives the best first impression, but regardless, uh, once he's in your life, I think he's there to stay. He is seemingly the guy who, you know, calls you on your shit, but will also give you the shirt off his back. And that truthfully is my kind of people. So with that, I welcome my guest today, Jared Jagutis. <laughs> Jared, hey boy, hey. We've already had to take two. We were only one minute into this. We had to restart the whole damn thing. No, thanks for having me. It's uh it's been a highlight of my day so far. Thank you for coming. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited. I even took a shower for this. God, I feel so honored. You I look know. great, by the way. Thank I can you. totally tell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you know that the first time that I met you was at my son's kindergarten open house, which is like a huge deal as a mom. It's like, you know, kindergarten kid. It's like this big moment. I'm so excited. We had just bought this new house that we were moving into shortly. My sister-in-law was like, oh my goodness, I know your neighbors. The wife works at the school. I can't wait to introduce you. So she, we walking down the hallway, met the teacher. I'm all pumped up and uh, I go and introduce myself to you. And you asked God, me- God, I know where this is going. <laughs> you asked me how old my kids were. And I was like, oh, my son is five and my daughter is three. You looked me dead in the eye and you go, oh, you're useless to me. <laughs> And I honestly thought it was very funny, but I don't know if everybody would think it was that funny. No. Um, and I guess that's why you have to get to use, get used to me and, uh, the lack of seriousness that comes out of my mouth. Well, so also that's where my intro stemmed from. When I said you don't make a great first impression, it's probably not true. I was just joking, but that was, that was mine. That was our first encounter. Do you actually remember that? I, I, I know exactly where we're at Porter's Neck Elementary. Well, actually it was Blair it at the was time. Blair at the time. And you were with your uh, sister-in-law. <laughs> I okay. remember that. So we meet then. It's what? Maybe, I don't know, September, October. Move into this house in November. It's my very second encounter with you. Actually, it's not really an encounter, but this is the next time Jared comes in my life. Um, so we just move into this house. We don't know anybody. Steve and I are sitting on the front porch. We're having a glass of wine. And all day long, I'd seen this party getting set up across the street. There's like a huge yard sign. It's like, happy 40th, Jared. And so later on, like people just start rolling in. There's, I think there was a food truck, a DJ, and we're just watching these people. And I'm like, Stephen, why, why don't you think we were invited to this party? And Stephen looks at me dead in the eye and he's like, Ash, we wouldn't even know his name if it were <laughs> in the front yard. Yet I wanted to be invited to your party. What is that? No, it, it was a great party. I mean, <laughs> sure I, I, have an, I have an amazing party planner that didn't didn't inform me of it. But uh, no, I, I remember that. That is... Honestly, that's the, the the one story I remember about kind of the intro of our our friendship <laughs> between like, the two why families. Do you me to your party? Uh, that's my personality in a nutshell, you know. But one of the good things is is that you know having Trip, uh, he he was older than I expected, and he and Beckett got along really well. Our son, and you know you you aren't useless to us anymore. So <laughs> yes, that's all I ever wanted. You know, just wanted this friendship to really take off. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So enough about that. But let's let's get into it here. So okay, I feel like because our sons met playing baseball, one of the first things when we did start to become friends is I knew that you were a ball player yourself. I was, and also this could be if this is wrong, this would be embarrassing. But did your dad play professional baseball? Because I think I told Trip that recently. Yes. So okay. my dad, my dad. Um, 
he was the, the draft wasn't around when he, but he signed right out of high school playing for the Phillies, uh, their, their minor league program or their minor league uh, system. Played about 10 years with them over um, single A through triple A. And most of the time was in triple A, but um, it was a good 10 year career. So that's where was I. Was this pre kids for your dad? Yes. Okay. So this is in the late 60s. My parents are a little older. So late 60s, early 70s. I think my sister was, my sister was uh, early elementary age when she, um, when they were, when he was finishing up. That's really cool. Yeah. I wasn't around though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so were your whole life, was it like instantly from a little kid, like you're going to play baseball, you're going to play baseball? You know what? I, my dad never, and they've never really pushed anything to the point where we have to do it. Okay. My sister, uh, both my sisters were good athletes in completely different sports and track and softball and tennis. They never really forced us to do anything, which, which I've kind of tried to instill on, on our kids. You know, you have to do something. I don't care what you do, but you have to do something. And uh, that was kind of the approach that they did. And it just turned out that I liked baseball. I liked golf and baseball. That was our outdoor activities. We didn't hunt. We didn't fish. Especially a lot of the guys now make fun of me because I won't go on camping trips <laughs> because camping's at a also, camping camping on the sand sounds like a no, whole other piece. That's, that's not, not fun. Not fun. No, no. I totally agree. Stand by. First on you, but from an early age, you like I don't feel like golf was that cool then, but you liked baseball and you were golfing into. Yeah, definitely. Golf was more of an activity I could do with my dad. Yeah. Because, you know, sure. he was usually can't play golf or baseball with your, with your dad, <laughs> uh, you know, when you're you're five or six. But, um, you know, golf was something that we we just kind of took on and, and we can still do up until a couple of years ago. But baseball was something that I just um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it. It got addicted to it. And my parents kind of, you know took me along for the ride. They, it's not as intense right now as, as it is now with all the travel, but you know, it's, it's fun. That is something Steve and I talk about all the time, which that's sidebar conversation. I do. It's crazy to me that that's what you have to do. I think almost to play in school to play, you have to do this travel ball. You have to invest this money into it. It's just different from when we were growing up for sure. Absolutely. It's, it's not fair. It's not fair to the kids. It's not fair to the parents that it's become a money business and it's not fun. It takes a lot of the fun out of it. it. Takes you know your weekends are gone. The kids don't. The kids you know they enjoy it, but their kids kind of forced on them. Totally agree. And I was worried they get burnt out. Like just so many different things that come with it. But back to you. Okay. So do you want the? Like, was there a point in time? I don't know if you're in middle school, high school, where you thought I could do this. Like I could be a professional ball player. <laughs> Did you go that far? Be honest. Be I, honest. I would. I would have loved to. Okay. I, I learned at an early age, and I'm slow. Oh. And at the positions I play, you have to be fast. So I played middle infield and I wasn't fast. Um, made up for it with my, you know, arm and stuff like that. But I, I knew that I had limitations. So I want to take it as far as I could. I got to play in college. Um, did you base your college decision off of where you could play baseball? Yes, I did. And then my first transfer was based off of that too. Oh, you would, So I, I started off at a Division three school uh, in Michigan. And then I transferred after my sophomore year. I took a medical red shirt for a couple of knee surgeries and you had knee surgeries in college. Yes. Dang. It's the best time to have it. They pay for it. <laughs> okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> no, great rehab. And, uh, and they take care of it for you. But, uh, yeah, so I, I completely reconstructed knee surgery in, in, um, which again, that's another story about what happened to it, but it, well, listen, I mean, this is a podcast about you. You want to share oh, it? I broke a kneecap off. That's disgusting. Like yeah. that gives me a little cringe. Yeah. So like, you can sorry, pop. disgusting is harsh. Yeah, so sitting, <laughs> I guess, I guess the fun part about college is you have a lot of time on your hands and popping your knee back and your kneecap back and so, forth. Yeah. It's okay. kind of gross. Wait, how what, were you playing baseball? No, I was just running. is running and I, it popped and I felt it pop and that's she, it. Yeah. Like a month later I was in surgery. Jeez Louise. So that was, that was my fun for the millennial. Yeah. Uh, the January 20 or December 27th, 1999. And then four days later. So was, you were like laid up in college. Like who's taking care of you? Who's like. My just... mom. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. Okay. I know. I went home for the break. I had it right around uh, our, our month long break and she took care of me. I was on crutches for the first probably month of school. And you know, you have, you have fraternity brothers that like to make fun of you and give you beer and hopefully you ease the pain ease right the away. Pain, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that was, and then I transferred, I went transferred to Saginaw Valley um, to finish out my last three years of eligibility. I don't know um, where that is. That's in Michigan too. Yes. Yeah. If I show you, if anyone knows who's listening, uh, how you identify where you're from in Michigan, you show you the hands and this is right in the middle of Michigan. 
it's not exactly a hotbed for baseball okay. from weather-wise, but it was a blast. Got to meet my wife, a lot of good friends. and Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm kind of obsessed with Bronwyn. She, yeah. Yes. I, um, <laughs> I sh I'm not really sure even how she like snuck into my life and like became one of my favorite people, but she did. And so that's where I was going to transition is when did she come to your life? So you met her when you were in college, second college. Second college, yes. So we were on a, it was a thing called the program board at, at university. And we, we put on events, concerts, comedy. So it's comedy like something shows. you do to build up your resume, but it's not really that big of a deal. Yeah, but it was actually okay. kind of fun. Okay. Um, it's kind of a dorky thing to do, but it was fun at school because we were, it was a small school, about 10,000 people. And we are putting together um, a Sugar Ray concert, which yes. I don't know, uh, yes, you, I'm, you <laughs> yes. were, you were not in the heyday. That much younger <laughs> than you. I, of course I know Sugar Ray. But it was Sugar Ray and Simple Plan were the, um, it was a concert we were setting up and she had a boyfriend who. He was an athlete at school and so she's got a, a type is what you're she's saying. She's got a type, yes, <laughs> but as a football player, so we won't go that route. Um, so I had a girlfriend at the time and we just hit it off as friends. And you know, I think it was maybe like six months later, she broke up with hers and I broke up with mine. And intentionally? Well, my, subconsciously. My, no, mine was mine was not in school. So you're nervous it, she's gonna listen to this, no, right? She's, she's, she's <laughs> nervous my kids are gonna listen to this. <laughs> No, I was fell in love with her mother from day one. It was amazing. Um, but you know, we had we had a, a weird story on when we first met. We were both single, and we were at Bennigan's, which I think you have to be from the Midwest to know I, what a Bennigan's I do is. Know what a Bennigan's is. And it was two dollar Long Island night, or, and she's like, "Well, you've dated everyone at school." And I was like, "Well, I haven't dated you," which is a great pickup line, that, by the way. Sure. Yeah. Woo, I'm getting I'm getting yeah, that was, here. That was pretty pretty amazing. That's about the best I could throw you at her. Right yeah, now. right there. <laughs> And uh, she, I was like, well, I've never dated you. And she's like, okay. So we and went out and that. watched Happy Gilmore that night. Well, that's also a great second follow-up move. Yeah. Jeez. So that was, that was, that was the start of 20, 21 years. So I don't know if you listen to any of my podcasts or even the one with Steven, but I, ha I asked him a question on there. There was a moment for him. Like I have a, like a moment where I was like, this is it. This is the guy I'm going to marry. Do you feel like you had that with Bronwyn? Well, she always makes fun of me because she said, well, I'm your best friend. This is like early on in our relationship. I think maybe in the first year. I go, no, you're not. I go, I have my own best friends. That was 20 years ago, and I still get that comment back thrown in my face. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, she is my best friend. I have We have a blast together. It's kind of cheesy, but we don't fight. We just we just have fun. Yeah. It's, 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 I think it was probably we went on right after we graduated, uh, two days after we graduated college. We graduated the same time and we went on a trip to Punta Cana and not really knowing each other. I think we were probably dating for like six months. We thought it'd be cool to go on a vacation together and being in like a, a country where you just don't, it's just you, you're, you're front and center, right? With someone for 24 hours a day, seven days a week yeah. that you're not used to. Uh, it, it could I, go south. It, it, could, it could go, go south away. very quickly. And it didn't. And that, I think we had a gambling <laughs> issue there. Nice. I lost a little bit. And uh, uh, that was, you know, you learn and she, she's kind of like a rock. It's kind of funny. I mean, I, I know she's a, from a business standpoint and a mom standpoint, she's, she's a tough cookie. I mean, I, I love that about her. She can hold her own for, for the most sure. part. I really do. I, I like y'all's marriage a lot. I, I love hanging out with both of you and I do feel like you guys are best friends and I mean, you're just both down to do whatever. And I don't know. I feel like you guys just have a really good vibe. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, so you guys were together how long now? 21 years? Good It'll be God. 21 this year. That's a long time. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are always open and honest in like a joking way about Ella Mac coming into your lives. Yes, I have so, a 15-year-old daughter. They have a 15-year-old daughter. Um, you know, what a perfect surprise though. So Yeah, we've been married 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody do the math there. Uh, <laughs> all right, tell me what that moment was like. So you're not married, but you're an adult. You're in this committed relationship. She, yes. what is she, do you come home from work one day? And she's like, so, uh, like, how did that go? No, Brown has a tendency of telling these kind of things over the phone. Oh. And um, for both of our children, uh, for the first one, I remember exactly where it was. It was, I was in Raleigh, we had a meeting. Sorry, I'm getting choked up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I was in Raleigh for a meeting for work. And she's like, I, I think I'm late. We're dating. She moved out here. Um, she moved. So we're oh, from. Yeah. How'd you make? I didn't even ask. Yeah. That. So we're from Michigan, and my job with uh, 
Eli Lilly was eliminated and they said, you can move to wherever you want. And here's these jobs in these different territories. And we kind of picked it sight unseen, never been to Wilmington, uh, bought the first house we, or I looked at. We weren't obviously married yet. Wait, was your first house here? Like across the street? Right? No, my first house was uh, off Whitesville Avenue. It was basically, okay. um, there's a couple of friends in the neighborhood that, that were from there originally too. So um, yeah, it was right off Wrightsville Avenue. Um, great spot. Bought the first house, looked at, and never looked back. Perfect. Um, we, we love it here. So about six months in, she moved down. Um, and, you know, we've been together five years. And she she was always at the point where, you know, I'm not going to move in if we're not engaged. And Fair. And it's legit, <laughs> legit ask completely after like five years. Um, so it was January and, and I got the call at work. She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm late. And I'm like, Oh, you know, you're fine. You're fine. Cause we, we still, you know, went downtown like young people do. And every Saturday we're like, Oh, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> She's like, Oh, I take something. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, just no, nah, maybe if you don't do it, it's not real. Yeah. Maybe if you don't, yeah. yeah. We'll never know. Yeah. You just yeah. Don't no. it. Yeah. So it came out and we were in the room or in the, the our condo and she looked at it and it was just us and our dog. And we have this annoying little chihuahua that just barks all the time. And I do not see a chihuahua for you guys. I'm just, you guys uh, are golden people. What? All right. I digress. Yeah, Keep yeah. going. So uh, she just comes out of the bathroom. She, and she's had some choice words where I could I'm picture it. pregnant. With, yeah. And I was like, okay. Wow. And we kind of, you know, the hardest thing was telling your parents. And I, again, I was thinking that because you were a grown ass adults with like you're a committed relationship where we have full-time job. But yet, why do you instantly retract? You're like, we weren't, we're not married. What is, where is that? Yeah. Like you feel like ashamed of it. I'm like, no, oh, I mean like, it's okay. I'm like we both have jobs. Come on. We have, we have. So now that you have, okay, this is, I was thinking about this and I, this might be too far and you can be like, Ashley pass on this question, but you have a daughter now. And I'm sure you have to start those conversations. You probably already have, but I always think that the message that was sent to us is not the one I want to send to my kids. Like no sex before you're married. And no, that's a lot of pressure. And that to me seems like dated and old school. And I think that is why at even one of my best college girlfriends got pregnant with her serious boyfriend, but they weren't married. They were probably, I don't know, 27. She was so nervous to tell her parents. I'm like, what is that? Like, why do we do that to our kids? I don't know. You know, I mean, I think you have to be kind of open about the whole concept of sex and marriage and kids and all those things. You have to be just very, I think you'd be upfront with them because then they'll hide it behind you. And then it's never going to be that communication lines are, are blurred and being the dad and having yeah. a daughter, that's a teenager. She's obviously going to be, or most likely will be more closer and more open with her mom or with Bronwyn. And, and that's, you know, at first the case, but I think we have a great relationship now where, you know, we can talk about stuff. We don't, which I'm <laughs> glad, um, but every, everything's kind of free game with her. She knows all about the fact that we got married a, a month, almost to the day before she was born. Yeah. Um, you know, his shotgun winding had to go through metal detectors and stuff at the courthouse. It was uh, awesome. The girlfriend I was just telling you about, they, the, guys wore a little shotgun boot and like had a little shotgun on it with a boot oh, near nice. to like make fun of themselves at the, I'm like, that's genius. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, you have to have fun with it. I had to borrow $20 cause they only accepted cash <laughs> oh from my, my father-in-law. I mean, uh, it's, it's all fun. I mean, but she knows it. She, she understands it. She, she know it, but it also allows her to really be cool though that you guys are so safe. Yeah. What you want them to be yes. safe. And my son knows it too. He's 10 and he he's starting to grasp those concepts and do you know a Monday night Brown and I were just having this conversation that I probably that conversation with trip has to start sooner than later and I'm like what he's in third grade and I'm not ready but ready or not I guess that uh well, we missed it things yeah, I'm sure Brown told you we, she, she we missed did, we missed so. the one with Ella uh, she's like mom I know this stuff you know though kind of I really appreciate having friendships like that and having friends who have kids a little bit older because what a great piece of advice for me. You know, she's like, we missed it. They learned about it at lunch on the bus. I don't know where, but I do want them to hear it from me first. And I don't know, again, the message at this age looks different than when they're in high school. But I think to me, it's, I want you to feel loved, hopefully be in a loving relationship, but the whole, no, not until you're married, not until you're married. That's just, that's not coming out of my mouth. And Steven, I don't know if you know that yet, but <laughs> that's not coming out of this mom's mouth. And by the way, Steven, you're the one to have the conversation with Trip. <laughs> She'll take Lucy. Yeah, we, he's going to learn a lot listening to this podcast. 
goodness gracious. Okay. I'm just like transition here again. But um, the another thing I wanted to cover on this podcast was just like your, your drive and, you know, you being so successful. I know that I was trying to think about how I wanted to word this, but I knew you grow up, you grew up in like, just not from a ton of money. Like I don't even know how to put that some way. Do you think that was something that motivated you to, to want to be successful in another level to like, to want more, to have more? Absolutely. So my, my dad is, came over from Lithuania when he was eight years old or on the boat oh, wow. through Ellis Island. So, I mean, not a lot of money there. His, his father died early. So he had to, you know, help support playing through baseball and it kind of gave that, you know, and having to, I, again, I have two sisters, one's nine years old and one nine years older than me. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> we do things really weird in our family. Um, no, but I have a nine, a nine year older sister and a six sister that's six years older. And, you know, I was kind of the baby and I was the baby, but I was kind of the only child also. So you kind of are kind of left to fend for yourself a little bit. Sure. And I always had jobs in high school. It was always, and I hate saying it, but I was always money hungry. Like I always wanted to I think that there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but keep going. No, but I always wanted to, I don't want to bug my parents for it. Cause I knew that, you know, they probably didn't have it, especially back in the day. My dad was teaching my mom on a daycare and nothing. They weren't, they weren't rolling in money. Right. So I wanted, I wanted to just be able to do things. I want to do what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to have to You're ask like, them. I'm going to figure out a way to get there or exactly. like, get what I want. So I, you know, it never got in the way all through high school. I was a pizza delivery man for five years. And then, uh, not that I was in high school for five years, but <laughs> first year out. And I've done every dumb job you can have. I mean, I was an ice cream truck driver. I worked on a turkey farm. I've worked on a Do you think that makes you appreciate things though? Like I always want my kids to work in a restaurant and to oh. do construction. Like things where I'm like, this is like manual labor and realizing like how the real world works, you know? Oh, it's working in a restaurant. You have to, uh, you just appreciate what people have to go through. Absolutely. And just don't own a restaurant. <laughs> We're going to get there. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it has helped me always to have two jobs, you know, growing up until you had the kids. And um, it, it just always made me want to strive to not have to struggle later on in life. I'm always yeah. afraid of the retirement of not, you don't want to say not having enough, but not having to worry. I wanted my retirement to be fun yeah. and worry-free. Absolutely. I think that's impressive. And I think that's a good goal to set for yourself. I remember one day I have to share this little quick, cute story. Becca came like, this is when you guys still lived here and he came across the street and I don't even know what the context was, but he ends up saying like, uh, you know, guys, my dad's really good with money or really good at money. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I just know that that's something no one would ever say about me. <laughs> I was like, at that point in time, I'm like, interesting. What's Jared doing over there? What's he doing? How can he there? take care of my furniture buying habit? <laughs> so, all right. You are a business owner. You know, you've got a full-time job. You're a business owner. I just feel like you've always had a lot on your plate. Like, the business owner side of it though, is that something you always wanted to do? You just said you reference make having multiple jobs one time. Yes. We've always over probably the last four or five years. And it's ever since I got my MBA, you start talking about different revenue streams and you think about things like, uh, in a different way of, of not always having to work for someone. And I always thought, Hey, this would be a great idea. Let's, let's find a way that we can work in a business together, build it, and see it grow and then it could set us up for a retirement and then we could possibly retire from or, or leave our current jobs right. our regular jobs as i call them um and that's when we decided you know we looked at everything from fedex routes to bars to um i think we looked at pharmacies um because you, you i mean you can there's so many things that are out there, and every franchise you can think of how do you find these things. There's websites. It's gotta be in the, I don't even, so far off my radar, I have no idea. There's a, a gentleman that, that the franchise world, he opened my eyes to it and he started going off on um, Great Clips. Great Clips Hair Club. That's a, like a moneymaker business model? You, he's like, we all- Not you, to offend anyone. No, 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 but, it was, <laughs> but it, it, the, it's fascinating. I'm not trying to be a, a dork about this, but like they, it was broken down, their, their model is broken down to 120 cuts a week, you're profitable. Stop oh, it. So yeah. So you think How about it. How many do you think they do a week? I don't know. 
Well, I mean, you can, it all depends on where you are and the location, the spot, and your rent. And all so stuff. who goes to great clothes? I'm just kidding again. Kidding again. Sorry. No, but you also look <laughs> at it is that everyone's hair grows. Very solid point. Everyone is freaking out. I mean, your friend Kevin, who was on your your last podcast, Crum Ryan, get another shout out. Who had one of the greatest mullets during COVID, but he, <laughs> you know, he had to go back to work. He had to get his hair cut. Had to get his hair cut. That but is true. It was. Uh, it's just one of those things that you have to do. I mean, it, and it's it, every three weeks, six weeks, whatever it is. I did always hear one of our buddy works at a bank, and they loaned small businesses, and he was like car washes, storage units, huge money makers. Which, if you look at Market Street, would explain so much. There's so many car washes and There's so no, many much overhead. That's crazy to me. Storage units are just ridiculous. Like sometimes when I think when I'm like talking to you or like hearing this, I'm like, I should be doing something more like with my life. But I'm tired, Jared. Right at home, I'm like, we do the kids and life. Like, who has time to like have a business? You do somehow. No, I don't. <laughs> don't. I don't. Like, and I'm like, there's more hours why, in your day. That's why I'm the minority owner of this business. And my <laughs> wife is the majority owner of this business. That was one of my favorite. Like, if I couldn't have loved her anymore, like hearing that exact, like she was 51%. Like, I loved it so yeah, much. Yeah, and it actually cost a lot of money. And I was, I was with my attorney. It's worth every I was with penny. my attorney this weekend. <laughs> and we were joking about it because she did say that. Um, just He's like, well, for purposes that if anything happens, you have to have a one to be 51, 149. I was like, I just put me as 51 and I just in passing told her that and she just stopped me. I mean, she, I, I'm, if I was looking at her, I mean, I think I was driving at the time and she must've just gave me some eyes and said, <laughs> I actually why am I, why am I not the 51%? I'm like, well, I don't know. It's just, I just said, do it. She's like, well, I want it changed. She's like, would you want your daughter to do this? And I was like, well, you know what? You're making a lot of good points. I go, but it's going to cost us a lot more money to have her attorney write up something. And, <laughs> Thank God Tom got a little more extra money to, to switch it, but it's fine. I'm sure this is not going to come as a shock to you. I would do the exact same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just wasn't, I, I just wasn't <laughs> thinking and I appreciate that she stood up for it. And that's, I hope Ella does it as well. I love it. I have not done this before, but I was feeling compelled to add a little insert into this episode before we get into this next topic. Um, it is real, it is raw, it is super emotional, and we definitely had to stop recording several times. I am not a master editor, so when I thought about trying to add these clips together and take out and put together, it just, my head was spinning. So I'm adding this insert in instead. Um, yeah, well, what I just said, it's super emotional, it is unedited, and super real. Here we go. Okay. I'm gonna make a big shift again. I'm a little nervous about this next part. And I think because so far with everyone I've had on here, we're talking about a moment from their past, like something mm -hmm. that has happened to them that's shaped them. And this, what you're going through right now that we're gonna get into is is your present and your future too. So um, I don't know, that's different for me. And I don't know, we'll just roll with it and you just let me know if if, if you hate it, if something's off limits, you just tell me. Nothing. No, it's it's fine. I know where you're going. Okay. And let's let's do this. Okay. So I'm going to start with my side of it and how I came to find out what was happening with you. And then you're going to fill in the gaps for me and take me back to when it started for you. We we're actually right here. <laughs> we, were. We're right, we were. We were right, right here. here in my kitchen. Also, do you know I like doing this um, podcast right here at my bar because or my island, excuse me, <laughs> because there is alcohol involved in your <laughs> I do feel like this is where people talk when you're hanging out, like you're always sitting around the kitchen yeah. island and it just feels comfortable. This is where all the memories are made to me, you know, especially in your adult life. That's where the magic happens. So I looked back through a text message to figure out the dates and it was like the end of January. You came over. Uh, yeah, it was the end of January, beginning mm -hmm. of February. Um, Bronwyn was at brunch with girls. You brought Beckett over to play and we were just hanging and I noticed you were limping. And I think I probably teased you. I was like, what happened to you, old man? Like, so, actually, you, you know? actually did. And that's the type of relationship we have. Right, and I, right? I appreciate that. Oh uh, yeah. Couldn't even, I couldn't help myself. Um, but you start telling me that this, you're like, had no clue why this, you know, all of a sudden you had started limping and I can't remember exactly what else had happened, but you were waiting to see, a neurologist it was you know couldn't get an appointment for a few weeks we end up texting one of my girlfriends get you an appointment and then i need you to take it from there like what when so i noticed you're here with a limp when did this start for you like what was the first thing that happened to you um so no it's it started off before i even knew i had a limp so um 
I, I would get a little bit shaky on one of my legs, my, my right leg. Everything boils down to my right leg. And um, I'd fallen off of a ladder, putting up a, being stupid and putting up a, a, a hammock in the yard. And I hurt my opposite ankle and I went to PT for it. It was, it was August 13th, uh, Friday the 13th. I remember um, it was before fantasy football season. It was before fantasy football <laughs> season. And because uh, I limped to the draft. And because Steven named his team. Jared's ankle. ankle with yeah. a picture of your swollen ankle. I know. And I beat, I beat God, Steven that year, too. That. Keep yeah. Going. <laughs> yeah, sure feels really crappy about it now. Um, but no, so I went to PT for it. And I was like, gosh, you know, my ankle's fine. The guy did a great job on getting that stronger. But I'm like, oh, my, my right leg just doesn't move right. And being an athlete and you know, having just enough knowledge in the medical industry that you kind of become ultra sensitive about your body and, sure. and how things work. Um, I started noticing that I didn't have the ability to do, and it's weird, ladder, the ladder drill. If anyone knows on the, the ladder drill is you try to, it's about flexibility or not flexibility, but um, quick feet and, and agility. And I just couldn't do it. I was falling. Like I was tripping. Like I, you can't this, get, you're at physical therapy. At physical therapy. Doing, okay. Sorry. And he was like, well, I just think your, your, your right calf is, is weak. And I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't really think it is. So, and I'm a, I've always, probably the last 10 years, I've been a runner. I don't like doing it, but I do it. Um, it was just my, my release. And I, I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of running a little weird. Like I'm, I'm more of like a, like a, like a, look like a horse, like a trot almost. Yeah. And that was back in October. And I was like, okay, this is kind of weird you know, let's just see if it fixes itself. And I, I continued with PT and I finally told him, I was like, you know what? This isn't, I go, it's not you. I go, I, I think you're doing a great job. You, I go, me. I just don't think it's, it's what you think it is. And I go, I'm just going to try something. I'm going to go to an uh, orthopedic. And I remember the, the last day that I, uh, I got my appointment at the orthopedic and I, I ran for the last time, which was the 28th. Damn, dude. Sorry. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> We're like getting started. I'm like, Whoo. I mean, whoever whoever gets upset about not running, I mean, that's pretty stupid. Um, it's twentieth twentieth of October or not October, excuse me, of December, right after Christmas. Um, I was like, this is like I fell, I fell. God. Okay, last run. Yeah, December. so I did at my last run in December, end of December, and I was like, you know, it's more like it was more my first stumble and fall, like balance wise. So. Started getting me thinking, and I was like, I'm going to go to an orthopedic. Went to an orthopedic, had an MRI done. and So orthopedic goes right to MRI? Well, he, he's like, there's nothing. like x-rays? Yeah, because I have no pain. That's the fun part about this. Yeah. And, and I joke, and, and you'll notice this, and I, 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 I'm a deflector. <laughs> I don't, I'm not very serious. So a lot of the, one of the good things about this, or the only good thing about this, is that I have no pain. I have no, no pain, no like numbness, tingling, nothing. those things that they're absolutely okay. not. nothing. I can't complain about any of that. And I'm blessed about that right now. So um, I went to the orthopedic. He's like, yeah, this is kind of outside of my, this isn't, this is not, you don't have an injury. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go. Um, and that's when I met, that's when I met you actually <laughs> at this table. Another and actually in my life. Um, you, you kind of recommended, I had a really hard time getting a neurologist. You, there need, more people need to go into neurology. There's just not enough mouth. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah, I mean, three to six months with not knowing is 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 difficult. So you um, you gave me your friend's number and kind of went down that route. It wasn't she wouldn't be the right. She told me she wouldn't be the right person, but she got me in. And I went to my neurologist in town in Wilmington, and again went through the whole gamut of tests. I think I had three MRIs with them: the brain, the backs all different sections of the back. I don't know if you know, I always mix up a CT scan and MRI. Like what, do you know what they're looking for at this point? I, a pinched nerve. Is that, why does that stand out in my mind? Were they looking for like, uh, like maybe. Yeah. So they look at, so what they were looking for me is that, okay, is everything centralized on your right, your right leg. And you don't have, you just have, don't have the range of motion that you're used to. So there's gotta be something in your spinal cord that is affecting that. Okay. And there's three different parts of your spinal cord that they'll um, take an MRI of or images of. And then they did the brain as well, just to make sure that there was nothing wrong with my brain, which eh. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, uh, but 
for the most part, they, they found nothing. So my MRIs and my, all three in my back, all three in my, or my, my brain, nothing came back. Everything came back normal. All my blood work came back normal. My, um, then they do an EMG, which is basically the shock test. And I, mean, I don't know what that is. It's, they put electrodes kind of like in your, on your nerves and they shock you to make okay. sure that you're getting a, a pulse. So, okay. And it's, it's not fun. It's, I mean, it's, it's that was painful. You're like, I have I mean, no pain. Don't get me wrong. It's not <laughs> painful. It's just, and it's very quick, but it, it's, it's not fun. So I do remember too, feeling the first text that they were like, there's the MRI came back and there's not showing anything and feeling so excited. And then there was, yeah. but it was like this wave, but it's like, but then what? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, and I, and I love that my neurologist in town said that she goes, this is not, this is not for me. I don't, I, this is out of my, out of my league. I can't, I don't know what this is. Okay. You're going to have to go somewhere. So we decided to go to Mayo in um, Jacksonville. We did that in, let's see, May. Okay. So, and we so got at this in there. point, we got, you're coming up on a year. Almost a year. First time you felt something funky yeah. happening. So about a year, I uh, went into Mayo. And if you ever get a chance, well, don't. <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> Recommend it also. Jacksonville's great town. I mean, the, the place, the campus is beautiful. If you ever want to go to have a wine, class of wine, they have a wine bar there. Okay. Um, they have therapy dogs. The, the, the campus is amazing. The people are amazing. Oh, I love that. It's amazingly sad i guess you but 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 it's also they they but make I'd the rather best look like that for you oh it's, feel like that when you're oh, doing what you're doing it's a gorgeous place and the amount of neurologists and staff there that they take care of you it was five days of well again there goes my wife she they're like okay we'll see you back in, after the first initial they're like see you back in like a couple months and she's like no we're doing everything so she got on the phone and because there's one thing they couldn't schedule right then. I remember There's her. one thing they couldn't schedule. Oh, I love that about her. She was like, no, we are not leaving here. I think she sat on the phone. She and did. I was. Yeah, She's like, I don't think the girl got it. I don't think she understood what you were asking. I was like, no, I think she did. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's one of the great things about it is that she she really pushed. And five days, I had, I had every test done. I had, again, a two-hour MRI, um, which was... Do you have to, is that where you're sitting? Like you're sitting I, in yeah. a tube, and you have a. I have for me, it was brain and then back. So you have a, you have a, you have a, um, a structure over your head, so you can't move. Do they give you like a volume or anything before? I didn't. They're actually. I'm weird. Okay. Um, they're actually calming for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and do you know what? Can you picture me sitting yeah, in there? Like, no, can you somebody can't. talk to me? No. And, <laughs> They're like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm actually falling asleep. This is the most, like, I don't have to look at a phone. I don't want to look at anything. Yeah. It was very, um, it's, it's kind of relaxing. Like it's weird. cathartic at that point. You're like, this and then I had, you know, more blood work than I know, genetics tests, a spinal tap, which that's really weird. Did that hurt? I feel like that sounds. You know what? Again, I, my wife's amazing. You can't complain. Nothing's worse than childbirth. It's not worse than childbirth, <laughs> but it's awkward because they're talking to you normal and yeah. they have your uh, uh, spine open up, I guess you'd say. I don't really know. I, I mean, I don't know not... what that what that looks and like. And then they're like, bye. And then we drove home like two minutes later. Okay. To back to Wilmington. Um, so I came back again, nothing, nothing, um, no results. So it's not like diabetes where you, you take a test and you instantly you, know. You instantly know it's not cancer, you know, yeah. you just don't know. It's it's so they're like, we'll come back in six months, or not six months, come back in six weeks. And we did. We came right at um, end of June. Uh, we went back and saw another neurologist there. The same one you... No. So they have they have like 30 of them there. Okay. And if you go to Mayo in, in, in Minnesota, they have, I think, 200. I think they said 200 neurologists. Holy moly. So it's... They're, and I'm kind of in the ALS spectrum. Okay. So my... My neurologist looked at me five minutes and goes, well, you have PLS. And PLS is, I'm like, well, what's that? I mean, someone kind of mentioned it before. And she's like, he's like, well, it's primary lateral sclerosis. It's in the, it's loosely affiliated with ALS, which we know is the the bad one. And uh, I guess it's the, the prettier, the prettier version. Okay. Um, it's the, it's not. 
um, what you'd call deadly. It's, it's more uh, debilitating. So, but it is, uh, let's see. Like slower. It's still unknown. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, yeah. it's, it's unknown and you don't, you don't have any understanding of when. Uh, so we left so you off. Know the doctor. Yep, you're we sitting went. there. I know you had, uh, of course, Dr. Google. You're like, let's be honest. So before oh, yeah. all this, you would look stuff up. So when he says PLS, had you already found some internet stream that that could possibly be something that he was going to say? Yes. Yes. And it's deadly. Don't, if it, to go on, not deadly. That's a bad way of putting it. <laughs> I, I, I and again, I'm, a, I think and again, really I'm definitely a deflector and I try to <laughs> try to be sarcastic to get away from being serious. Um, but Brahman looked at it she knew about it. I stayed away from it as much as I could because yeah. you just don't know. Um, and it, there's no family history. There's, it's not a disease where you are these things genetic to some. No. Okay, I didn't know. No, that. and that's the. That was obviously fun. That's the fun part. <laughs> no, but listen, no. you have two kids, so yeah. like, that's something you definitely want to know. That no, it's absolutely. not genetic. Yeah. So the PLS side of things is not genetic. It's not genetic. Excuse me. And um, but there's all the there's things in the the brain. And then it's a neuromuscular disorder and they don't really know. So coming out of that meeting or the coming out of that, that appointment, he's like, this is definitive. It's, it's this, it's PLS. We're like, okay. We know what it is. Jacksonville's too far. Oh, and, and by the way, there's, there's no cure and there's no treatment. <laughs> go, go down um, that route. All right. I'm like, I'm at a loss for what? I don't even know you could put into words. Like what? Like you leave there. What do you do? Who do you call? What did you like, look at each other? You're like, what the? Excuse well, you, my language. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't yeah. do a lot. Oh, but... you do. Okay. Oh, you do. Because uh, you're going back. It was the 30th, whatever. We're heading back to Michigan like two days later and we drove home and then we cried. <laughs> uh, fair. Uh, what else do you do? I feel like at that point in time, like, yeah. let me just. I remember getting a text from Brahman. Sorry, I'm big about me. I'm not just... No, I know. And it was, it was like, let's let's keep it positive. But like, and I remember I sent Jared a text. I could probably pull that up. It's not what we text often. Nor if we text, it's like in the group. Yeah. And I, I think I said something like, Man, I have no idea what to say, but if I don't reach out, like that'll eat away at me. So just like thinking about you. Like, what else? You know, what do you say? What do you do? That's all you can. I mean, it's it is what it is. Ah. Uh. God, I feel like that saying exists for a reason, even though sometimes you're like, goodness gracious, but it's true. So, so you do what you can do. You know, you, this is what we're going to do. We still have kids. We still have a life to get back to. So yeah. And then having a great wife, you, yes. uh, uh, pushes you to, but, um, thinking about you and Bronwyn and how much I love you guys as a couple before you go to the whole meeting, you guys do like. In a way, weekend like you go. We to did. This, we did. Like, we did. It we was forgot a, to mention that. That's amazing. We did a cool. Uh, where did we go? We went to Amelia Island, and then the second time we went to Savannah. I mean, it was actually it was a really weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> actually, we said it. We were like, you know, tomorrow might change a lot. And we're like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Do you know what but, this speaks to you guys as a couple though? And like one of the things I love, like that's. I just, I don't know. I loved that so much. Seems like something I would do. Like I would, I don't know. I love it. You might it. as well. And so, she was like, I highly recommend yeah. go back there. Great place. I mean, I, I, you can probably bring kids too, if you want. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm just kidding. I'm no, kidding. I love no, that. We, but, you know. we do. <laughs> but it was, we came back, you know, talked to the guy. And we're like, there's no point in us going to Mayo seven hours away when we have Duke and Chapel Hill. And so we, can that seamlessly transfer like Mayo consent? Like they, they kind of told us. They're like, okay. you know what? There's no point because there's really not much you can do um, to stay here. You can, you can, but it's just a long drive and you get a lot of vacations out of it. So we're like, okay, let's go to let's go to Duke. And like I said earlier, that we need more neurologists. And um, so Duke was like six months out. Okay. Can uh, this doctor like hook it up somehow? 
Because you've no, already done okay. There's there's no hooking it up. I have no hookups at Duke. I don't, I've got a few small little connections in this town, but that is that's all I got. All you can do is bug them as much, like call them every week. So they do an ALS clinic. So again, this is in the ALS spectrum, and you have to go to the ALS clinic. And I would strongly re recommend everyone go and check out this guy. Wait a second, that's where you fall in. Like you're yes. Okay. So, um. Dr. Bedlack is. I know his name. You have Richard Bedlack. You Googled him, didn't you? <laughs> no. He, listen, I work for a respiratory company. You know, that's he is, like yes. And I know his name. He's he's famous in this. I mean, like he's famous, very sorry. Very wait, famous. wait, let me read it. He's well known. What do I do with that? He's well known for two things. <laughs> well, multiple things. One thing is is being one of the world-renowned neurologists and specialized in ALS you know, overseeing one of the best ALS clinics in the U.S., but also wearing some really funky clothes. Stop. Like, I mean, you like gotta, colorful? Like what? Like, um, yes, colorful. Like uh, the holiday suits that, that you get from, from <laughs> off, off online. I mean, the guy, because okay. his, his philosophy is that this is, it's a crappy disease. So I'm going to make people laugh. I love that. And it's awesome. Uh <laughs> Right, we're going to ease some of this tension because oh, yeah. how ridiculous I look right yeah. now, kind of thing or something. Absolutely. So we got into him, or we got into them. We haven't we haven't gotten to to him. We have to go to one of his associates. And is it a um? I don't know if this like a NP or PA. At no, this it's point? They're, no, they're all okay. The MDs. But you see an MD to get to yeah, Doctor Bedlack. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we were supposed to be in the end of November, and I was like, okay, this is dreadful. So I called every week. Waiting for an uh cancellation, cancellation anything. Okay. And finally got in a couple weeks ago. I think it's about three weeks ago. Again, made a couple nights out of it. It was Wait, fun. I actually swear to God, I didn't know this at all. Brahma oh, and I know? talked about a lot of heavy stuff on Monday and I did not know this. Yeah, we went on uh two two or three weeks ago, I think it was. And oh. it's a Monday, Tuesday. You go in to see the doctor on Monday, and then you do a full workup on Tuesday, which is blood work. Respiratory occupational. Is it um, some of the same tests they ran before? Yes, to a point. Okay. Like I don't have to do the MRIs or, or spinal taps or anything. Like funny thing, I'm getting kind of like in in the weeds on it. But she's like, "Well, I don't think it's PLS," and that's the what? fun. That's the fun part about this is that no one knows. No one knows what you have. Does she's that like, feel encouraging or scared? Like we walked out of it, it was like encouraging. Okay, you'd say we're like, oh, could be not what we think it is yeah so if anyone knows pls you kind of lose control over um i guess your your extremities so start off mine start off my legs and then i'll move to my upper body and it arms. will or has could or like you could okay okay good and it could be a year 10 20. you just don't know no no i don't know jerry but like i feel like most people, I know I'm not alone in this. The unknown almost like eats. I would have to do some serious soul searching for me. I love therapy, but like the unknown is really, really tough for me because I like to have a and I feel like free a control over a situation. And I think just knowing the things I know about you, that has to be something similar too, right? Just wanting, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like I wanna, I wanna know what I'm getting into. I don't I don't do well with the unknowns. Yeah, um, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, yeah. Um, so she was like, "No, we don't. I don't really know what it is." She goes, "Because when you get in this, they have to like eliminate things." Okay. So you're looking at um, you're looking at different tests and trying to eliminate epilepsy, ALS, PLS, um. Heredity specificity. I don't know. There's Are one there that things she threw out that you're like, oh, I, I want that instead. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I want that so bad. I'm just trying to make a joke of something that's not no, funny. No, it's all. gonna Good suck, God. but it sucks less yes. than that. Yeah. Yes. Um like I remember at one time MS was like maybe thrown out there. And yes. It's like, can I go back to that? Like I or no. Like I don't uh, I don't know. Yeah, so I mean they've they've eliminated that, which oh. is good. Okay. So Check that one off the box. Um, oh so they're they're looking and they're like, okay, we'll do another genetic test, which is lot like more genes. Okay. Again, I'm I know medical stuff, but I don't 
not that much. I feel you on that one. Like both yeah, of our so jobs like, at one point led us to know more than the average Joe on like yeah, I can yes. I can talk a big game for about five minutes. Yes. And so they, <laughs> they didn't watch more blood blood work, excuse me, and um it was gonna be like six weeks. She's like, Well, we just don't know. We'll just stop and, and watch and wait watch and wait. Like, and we'll see you in like three for? months. Because they don't know. You, there's no test that Are tells they like, you. call me back if this or that? How, you know, sometimes the dark, if it gets worse, if if, yes. if, if it gets worse, changes. call them. Okay. But, um, excuse me. You're good. And I'm not really upset right now, by the way. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was the beer I'm drinking really got yes, me. Yes, yes. I told you I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> I told you I wasn't going to Um, So they, they didn't. She's like, well, you don't come back in three months and we'll see you. And But if something happens before, we will... Um, We'll see you sooner. So we're looking at all that, and um, you know, did, did the genetics test and um, did the occupational therapy and respiratory. And she's like, "Well, for respiratory, do they do like a PFD?" Yes. Okay. And that's, that's fine. My world. Yeah, I know that's that was your fine. world. Okay. Yeah, I, I did very well in that and one. Sniff. S N I F. I don't know what okay. that is. I don't know. It's fine. Look at your diet. I did the grip test and all that okay. stuff. So I have, I have no. <laughs> again, I only have this one little spectrum. Again, again, it's the positive is that I have, I have no, I have no loss of muscle. I have no, my strength is fine. Okay. She's like, well, you're driving like you're, you're, you know, so that could be an issue. <sighs> okay. Okay. But the world's fine. I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, we're 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 good, and then we just don't know. So it's like, it's weird. It's, it's so such that's a, how you have left it right now. Yes. So we don't know what it is. Oh, we think no. it's PLS, but. So yeah, I feel like that unknown or have you, have you noticed? And I, I don't see you infrequently, but I don't see you frequently. Like, is it, I haven't noticed like a crazy change. Maybe a little, you know, I'm trying to, I can't yeah, even remember so to be honest exactly what that day that we were in this kitchen and I said something about you limping. I can't remember exactly what that looked like because I've seen you enough times since yeah, then I can't no, tell it's if it's normal. Yeah. So it's, it has gotten worse since February. Okay. And it's gotten worse, but for me, it's the balance. So if anyone, if, if you ever see me, you'll notice that I look like, uh, and I have to tell when I coach. <laughs> And I, I laughed because I told you earlier about this. Is that I? I, I told a kid, or a kid, a, a child's that on the team. His mom, like, I'm not drunk. Like, I promise, I'm not. I'm not. Let coaching. me clarify. I'm no, not, I would need to clarify. Like, you don't I, need. So I'll fall. I'll, I'm like hitting ground balls and hitting oh. pop ups them, and I'm like kind of falling over. I'm like, I swear to God, I'd not drink earlier. I mean, it's only eleven o'clock. I'm it not drinking. Be so confusing, Jared. Like, I, I mean. So the balance is an issue for me. So I, I fall. Excuse me. Um, I'll fall a lot. Um, lose a little bit of mobility in my legs, um, but stress is really bad. Okay. Um, so Which, let me remain calm. Yeah. While I have this. Yeah, having, crazy a, thing having, too. having two jobs and a, oh. a fifteen-year-old and a ten-year-old and a <laughs> and uh, but stress will and then immobile or being immobile and not um, like if you not like moving. sit for if like I if you're working my, and you're sitting I there. Sit at my desk. I will walk. It'll be very, very difficult for me to walk for two or three minutes. So it's, it, it's, that's like, okay, that's my reality now. And yeah. it's fine. Um, you have your pity party, which is weird. This is like, this is my pity party because, <laughs> and I hate, I hate you for this because uh, I have not gone through this whole story. And I was like, oh, this is all right. fine. I do I'm this all gonna, time. Let's <laughs> recap really quick for everyone listening. You know, Jared's like, what the heck? Like, I talk about this all the time. I'm not this emotional normally. But guys, my house is super quiet right now. There's no other, there's not music playing. There's not kids running in and interrupt. Like, normally I think, look at me. I just didn't finish that thought again. See, the brain's going, going. I think that there's always like a little distraction on the side. And I, I mean, I honestly was like, I couldn't think of a time that you sat in this quiet room and just shared the story from start to finish. If you didn't get emotional, I would think something was like kind of wrong with you. I mean, that's, this yeah. is intense. Like you no. were, sorry, I'm about to make it worse, but like, I just think of, and how we started like this athlete, just of, even as an adult, like I know you were playing golf and playing tennis and you know, you're coaching and you're still doing those things though, Jared, like you're yeah. still, which is awesome. I don't know. Are you still playing tennis? Not that's mm -hmm. one that's gone. Okay. Yeah. 
But yeah. you're golfing, like hang with your buddies, and you're I out suck there. At it though, I mean, I, that's if <laughs> can anything Kevin on this, beat you now? Like, okay, no, Kevin can beat me. <laughs> but I will say that that is probably the worst. I mean, a joker, but it's the worst. My golf game is so bad, so bad. I think that's fair to be like, listen, I was good at this. Like, you were. People have talked about. It. I think tennis too. Honestly, we yeah. have a really good. One of my really good friends knew you from the tennis world, and you're you're just athletic, dude. Like I think that's a, that's okay to be like that's one of the things yeah, that's really but, tough. And I was okay with giving up tennis. Tennis with the golf, golf's the one that I'm not going to give it up. But I'm just going to stink at it, which is really tough. you know. Um, I think that's fair, but I feel like your stinky game is probably better than Stephen Bright's best game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to just like need a little like uplifting moment, just ask him to come with you one day. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I back to this your marriage and Brahman and uh, you guys together. I think from to I know of course today it's a little emotional, but in general, guys, when you meet this couple, you're both so up like uplift, like positive about it, and just like one day at a time, one foot in front of the other, living oh, yeah. our best lives. Like we've Absolutely. gone to concerts, and I know you guys have these trips planned, and you're just she's just like nothing stopping her, nothing's. Phasey, I'm sure she has her moments. You have to have your moments. Yeah, she but does, she's but... like, we're gonna, we're going to Turks We, she told me you guys were talking about a Europe trip. We're gonna go to a concert. We're just gonna keep living our best lives and being Brahman and Jared. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, and that's great about her is that I think she she really got that from her. I'll say from her mom. Oh, I um, love that. Which is cool. Um, she's it's pushed her to like, she's tough. She tough. is tough. She's like, I'm going to work 12 hours at the business this yeah. week. <laughs> but we are, we are, we are, we're embracing this as you don't, you don't have tomorrow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> time out, time out, time out. Okay. So we're kind of, I mean. <laughs> Help me out here. I think the host. Some of the worst, the worst transitions. I mean, this is like a really bad late night TV show. It's like, <laughs> this is, this was definitely been like local tv right here <laughs> um thank you i will actually take that insult as a compliment but no it's actually it's been wonderful i know this is you weren't expecting this i think you no, can you don't be talk about it you'd be completely insane if you weren't emotional right now so i actually prefer that you are this yeah. is a huge deal dude well, we've, had, we've had a lot of fun and i and to kind of like go back to it it's like over the last first month you have your pity party and the last hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> Thank you, Ashman. Um, but uh, you have your pity party and then you get to realize life goes on. Life, you have to make the adjustments, deal with it, joke around about it, which that's how I deal with things and my kid, <laughs> which that's what I love about my daughter. I'll say that about like- She's funny like you, she's a bit. I don't know if it's funny. I don't know, like I don't know if it's gonna, if the, the ceiling for her advancement and career is gonna, be taken, but she has the same sarcasm with me, especially like last night with my parents at dinner, and and she just rips on me. I'm like, she's just dying I laughing to herself. I'm one. like, <laughs> I'm like, that is so mean, but funny. I'm like, I love it. No, but um, especially after the pity party, going back to we decided, like, I have a wife that is very tough on me, and I, I think you have to find when you get something like this, like if you win the lottery, like I have one of 30,000 people, I think a year globally <laughs> that, that win this, who really would have wished someone on that $2 billion. But um, yeah. when you win, when you get something like this and you have to find somebody that pushes you and almost to the point where being a um, athlete and you have coaches that the one that pushes you harder, you hate them, but you know that they're doing it for a reason because they love you or they want, they see potential in you. And that's what Brown does for me. So she's pushed me to, work out more, keep what I have. Yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> you don't get that very often. You know, somebody, she can have her pity party too. And it's, it's tough on her cause it's her life, but I, but we've had more fun. We've had more fun yeah. over the last, <laughs> I know, but not the last hour and 40 minutes, but, or however long you edit this down to, <laughs> we're just going to talk about uh, my baseball career <laughs> or lack thereof. But um, I'm really challenge my yeah. my ability right here. Yeah, you're really gonna be editing <laughs> skills. Um, but for the last three to four months, and I think going forward, it's just you have to experience life. My wife hates flying. We're flying. 
She's all in. She's one thing we're not doing. We're ne- we're never going to go on a cruise. That's just dumb. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go on vacations. We're gonna go. We're gonna do as much as we can because you're never sure tomorrow. And that sounds cheesy, but it's true. It doesn't sound cheesy. Yeah, it's really so. I think you're making the most of a shitty situation. And hey, look, like you I said, said it. Said, <laughs> and if anyone noticed it, uh, call me, call me. Ashley says shit in every one of her episodes. <laughs> And I appreciate that. I texted her. I'm like, I love your episode. It was, I think, your second or third. I'm like, but you say shit, everyone. And I go, I think that's awesome. I was completely not self-aware about this. And then once you called it to my attention, yes, I do. Yes. I, there could be worse things. I no, guess. No, it's, it's it makes it But I feel you. like I almost like started telling them, like, yeah. oh, goodness gracious, Ash. You know, I beat myself up after everyone. So I just needed one more thing to call attention to, Jared. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, listen, I really, I, lo- I think I love that takeaway so much. I don't even know where I left off again, but the takeaways were, were really amazing. And you guys are inspiring. And there have been, I don't want you to think that people are talking about you, but of course, you know, that as your support system, your community, there have been people just rallying behind you and conversations with you guys not there. And that's like a common theme is just how impressed like amazed inspiring like you guys are as a couple and navigating this and i don't know i just i wanted you to know that too though well, thank you <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just teach you no and it's it is you know that people will talk because you would talk like i would yeah. i would talk but so but yes it's everyday life now it is what it is. Yeah. You, that that's the worst saying ever. But um, it, but it, it exists is what it is. for a reason. It does, and it is what it is, and we'll get through it, and you'll, you know, well. you'll do the best with what you have. And the kids are fine. Wife's fine. And we're fine. And it's more than fine. You guys are like yeah, absolutely. Thank God you have that. Like I just, I don't know. I love it. I love your whole family. I don't know Ella Mac that well, but I know I love her just because I love the rest of you guys so much. Yeah. She's just that age that I'm confused by because I have kids that are useless to you. <laughs> kids are useless to you. Definitely useless to me. Maybe they'll babysit. She can babysit uh, for you. Oh, we are at that phase, aren't we? Yes, we are. All right. All right. Are we ready to like shift gears? Holy yeah, boy, seriously. Was, this I is mean, a lot. I'm sorry, buddy. I mean, <laughs> this is rough. Um, Hopefully I'm, no I'm, one from the hood <laughs> listens to this. I'm like, the guy's a weirdo. Man. No, stop it. This is amazing. Um, Okay, so I always like shift it back to to me because what else am I supposed to do? Why not? When I asked you to be on this podcast, question one is, did you even know I had a podcast? Well, I I did because five minutes earlier, you're like, hey, I told Steven I wanted to have a podcast and then everything (laughs) showed up. So we were watching the NC State game out in your back your backyard oh I forgot you're here for that moment and you told me that and like five minutes later you came and sat down and you're like hey do you want to be on a podcast (laughs) this is how I operate you know just quick it's a quick speed I'm like yeah then you send me pictures like so when's this happening when's this happening I'm like yeah you what you're like hard to lock down and like you even yesterday you're like that probably will work for me I'm like what probably it's Tuesday I want to hang out with you on Wednesday what do you mean you're like non-committal I'm sorry. I have many important things going on in my life. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> no, but it was, it, it's an honor that you would think that I'd be remotely interesting to, to your listeners. Did you, have you listened to any? I have. To be honest. I've, the only one I've not listened to is Kevin. <gasps> Stop it. Yes. Did you think it was crazy when I was asking Kevin to be on my podcast? No, cause he's funny. He's <laughs> funny. funny. I, I, I like hanging out with him. He's one of my closest friends here and, I think he's when you get him in that those situations, he's hilarious. Um, and he's what? got a good story. <laughs> he does have a good. I opened up the podcast by saying that the people that know him and are friends in this neighborhood, he'd be an unusual first. Like people are going to think that he was an unusual first choice, but then it like he crushed it. So please go listen. I will. Okay. I will definitely listen to it tomorrow. All right. So I don't know what's. I said this in the intro with you, like where I'm headed on this journey or what's coming next. To be honest, you were the last person that had. Um, hounded this much and like you're the last person on my schedule to be on this podcast who do you think should be next not me even next but like on this journey whatever that looks like for me is there anyone that i know or i don't know that you think would be just has a great story or just a great energy or something that could add to this podcast i called it my show by the way did you hear that one that was so embarrassing I was like, my show. Like, you know, who is, am I? This is where you need to get like the the, the pre notes, like, so I can start thinking about this before. This is ridiculous. Huh? I did, and fa- guys, in fairness, I have sent everyone like 
not the questions, but just like, here's the topics that we're going to talk about. And I've gotten so comfortable and used to doing this because you're my fifth, um, fifth, fifth person, but I didn't send that to Jared. So great job. Cause I'm so sorry. Totally and that's forgot. why I'm so emotional today. This, I mean, I was not prepared for this. <laughs> this, was, this whole disease thing, this whole disease thing just came up right out of oh nowhere. Gosh. So, um, who would be, you know, I think they're, I think also you instantly go to someone, which is, I would do the same thing, like who I know that we know in common, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a little bit, that's a, that's a challenge. What's your right? dad? Like, or I want Stephen Bright's dad so much. Well, but like, well, my parents just moved here last week. So that's why I wasn't non-committal. <laughs> so they just moved here moved just down the street. Reason. But I think it'd be kind of cool to hear a story. If you ever did not an individual, if you did a couple. Oh, and the couple I, I always like think this. about is the nasal rods. I mean, which I which love uh, them. is that they've been dating since they were in high school, or she was in high school, and they. Well, I mean, Jared, look, they're still dating. They still love each other. And, <laughs> so, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I love my wife more than anything <laughs> in the world. But those two are. Just, it's just too stinking cute. I. They are a couple goals. Like we hung out with them not too long ago, and he was telling me that the night before. The two of them had gone downtown to the cargo district and tried this bourbon and wine bar and went to this food truck and went to end of days. Then they came home and they built a fire pit. And I'm like, oh, who are you guys with? Because <laughs> in my mind, who does all that? And he's like, oh, it's just us. And I'm like, that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Like, they're just. It's kind of sick. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's, it's like, stop trying to outdo us. Gosh almighty. Uh, Jared. Thank you for doing this. No, thank you for having me. Wow. I hope you leave here and, and <laughs> go drink. Like, <laughs> go drink more. Are you like, I just hope, I want to say fun, but this probably wasn't fun. I just hope you got something from it because I really, I enjoy your company. I enjoyed this. It was really impactful and meaningful. And I appreciate you opening up. No, I appreciate it. No, because I, I don't, anyone, if, if you cut this or whatever, <laughs> um, I, I don't get to go from the beginning to today very often. Yeah. I get to five second spews of, of what of what's going on and i got that down i can i can joke around about that as much but this was tough but it was fun totally it, was de it was definitely a lot of fun well it means a lot to me and thank you for supporting me that's what what i get when someone says yes i'll do it i'm like that's like you're supporting me that's a good friend and i appreciate you well i loved being on it thank <laughs> you very much all right y'all i always i think i said this once but i want some feedback i don't know how you're supposed to send it to me you could follow me on instagram at Bright, mind, bright Minds with Ashmon or just text me or something, but I love the feedback. Let's keep it going. Thanks, y'all.